Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. So, uh, hey, everybody. How you doing? Good to have you around. Rise and Run podcast. I'm Bob. I'm glad you're here. Uh, this is, uh, this is my 1970s FM disc jockey voice. You guys wouldn't remember the 1970 FM disc jockeys, I don't think. But for some reason, they all sounded like idiots like that. I have no idea why, but they did. It was a strange time. Hi, let's go back. Let's do this right. Okay. Hi gang. It's Bob. Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Glad you're with us. If you're out running, don't stop. Just take us along with you. We'll be happy to share the journey. I am here tonight. Got a little bit of an abbreviated gang with me tonight. I'm here with Greg. Hey, hey, hey. I'm here with Jack. Hi. With Ali. Hi, friends. And with Alicia. Hello. Not here tonight. Lexi's missing. And John is down the shore. I do not know why in most of the country you go to the beach but in at least, and I grew up in the Philadelphia area and Greg lives up there and uh, John's in North Jersey. You don't go to the beach, you go to the shore and more specifically, you go down the shore. Don't know why that is, just is. John's in a place I used to visit when I was a kid, but let's move on. Hey, how's your training going kids? Uh, hope you're doing well. We had a five and a half mile run as our long run on the Jeff Galloway plan last week this week we're back to three miles and as we mentioned before it's going to bounce back and forth uh for a while and then it's going to get a good bit longer um any noteworthy things going on in training how'd y'all do this week well i i tried something new i had to do 12 this weekend and i was trying to figure out a good course of action because not i would say not just like the rest of the country but practically the entire northern hemisphere is dealing with you know crazy heat i mean you know we talked about yeah you know, over you know in the uk you know last week and everything like that so you know the temperatures have been high the humidity has been high the dew point's been high so i needed to come up with a plan in order to survive that 12 so i was like you know what i'm a bit of a night owl i, I don't like waking up early so i'm like i'm gonna do this run at night mm-hmm so this weekend, uh, we were celebrating my daughter's birthday, and once all the family left from the party, I'm like, all right, grabbed the hydration vest and went out and started at like 9 o'clock at night. Oh, okay. For those of you that might have seen my Instagram post uh, that we put up on the page this week, it was a lot of firsts for me. You know, it was a first, you know, doing it at this time of night, which... I enjoyed, but I will say those first couple of miles like did mess with me mentally a little bit because I was getting used to, you know, running in the pitch dark. I mean, sure, I had my, you know, Knox gear on and, and the headlamp, and, you know, mm -hmm, making sure mm -hmm. that cars can see you and you're not going to yeah. trip over the sidewalk or anything like that. I mean, I was even listening to a podcast and I couldn't tell you one piece of information from it because I was just so focused on my environment. But again, I appreciated not doing this, you know, 
with the sun beating down on me. So that was the first for me. I tried my new uh, Nathan hydration vest. Uh, I've been in the market for one because I'll fully admit the one I used last year, I cheaped out on. It was like 30 bucks on Amazon. That thing probably has so much mold in there from not being able to like, <laughs> you know, really clean, you know, clean it properly. So yeah, I know what you mean. You know, really put a good investment into that one. So I really like that. I also tried liquid IV for the first time. I love and liquid IV. I, I want to say, I can't give it a full review just yet because the problem that I ran into was I didn't realize until about halfway through my daughter's birthday party, I should probably get my bladder in the fridge. So, you know, I filled it up with water. I mixed in the, you know, the packets and everything like that. Well, because of how hot it was and how much, you know, heat I was radiating. Sure. Plus, with the short amount of time that the bladder was in the fridge, by about mile four, that pack was warm. So I was taking it when I absolutely needed it, but I realized by the end of the run, I should have been drinking a whole lot more. So I I would say it's okay, but um, I'll I'll give you a full review the next time I have a very long run. Um, What flavor did you do? my, uh, My local CVS only had passion fruit. So oh, I gave I that a shot. Like that flavor. So yeah, I, I, I remember I was at a, um, I was at a Costco the other week, and they were actually had they had samples out of it. Um, so Gretchen, if you're listening, yes, I went to Costco because I know she <laughs> loves telling us that she works there. Uh, but they had a flavor out. I think it was like pineapple or something like that, and I really enjoyed that. So I actually have to go to Costco this weekend, so I might pick up a pack of that. So again, yeah, try that for the I first. Get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give that a try. And then the last thing that I tried is I finally was able to use my Knox gear that I got for Christmas this past year. And let me tell you that for how lightweight that is, it's amazing what that generates in terms of you know illumination, and everything like that. And I was going through all the settings. And of course, my family is laughing at me as I keep hitting the button on the back of it, you know, and it just goes from the solid color to like, you know, muting from one color into the other. And then they just broke out in laughter when it was like a disco rave in my living room. You know, with, you know so, you know, if you're looking for a party while you're running, I, I definitely um, recommend that, that, that you get a Knox gear vest, uh, you know, so that way, you know, uh, you know, motorists uh, can see you out in those dark things. So, yeah. Now, as for the run itself, wasn't the prettiest thing, you know, taking Jeff's formula in terms of, you know, slowing down 30 seconds per mile for every five degrees above 60. And by the time I did the math in my head, I was close to 16 minutes, you know, for a pace. So I just decided I did the Gwinning, um, you know, so the 30 seconds in two minutes. And even in that, those temperatures and that humidity level, it was still tough, but got it done. And this might be something that I might try in the future as opposed to, you know, waking up at three o'clock in the morning to get something done. So okay. it was a struggle, but got it done and, and I, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm glad it worked for you. That Knox gear is a great piece of safety equipment. I remember wearing it on a foggy day in Alabama and having a driver stop and telling me, man, I saw you from half a mile away. So yeah, worth looking into. Not much exciting for me. I tried, I'm, I'm still walking and I tried some new, speed walking techniques, which every time you try something new and you engage a new muscle group, you end up sore. So I was sore on Sunday. I also, yeah, it's, it's hot. I'm going to talk about the heat again for a minute. Uh, it was hot here Saturday morning. I should know better. Okay. 
but sometimes I still do dumb things and I ended up getting myself <laughs> dehydrated. Uh, see, that comes as no surprise to the folks who are sitting here listening to me. But uh, yeah, you got to look, it's hot. It's going to be hot for a while. You got to do not dumb things. Uh, you got to slow down. You got to hydrate. And, but you got to get the miles in. I mean, these are building to your success in the fall, not just in the races that are coming up in the fall and the winter, but your training. It's all building on that. I also got a question asked about salt tablets. Uh, do you use salt tablets? Do you recommend using salt tablets? And before we started recording, you guys had some comments. Uh, anybody use salt tablets? Yes. Yeah, Jack, you do? Well, salt you, chews. You, is that I know where you're going. Thing? Yep. You're saying the same thing I am. Yes. Yeah. I don't use salt tablets. I use those. And I don't know who makes them. Um, but uh, I use the salt chews. And there's a difference between yes. the two. Yeah. The, a huge uh, difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most, Bob, I think uh, we use the same ones. I think they're salt stick. I think that's the the brand. Yeah, name. salt sticks. Actually, actually, the name on the ones that I use, and they are salt sticks. They're fast chews. Is <laughs> yeah, those are the ones. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, see, and I I look this up. Well, before I go any further, before I talk about recommending taking salt or salt tablets. If you have any questions at all, ask your doctor. If Thousand you percent, have an yep. underlying condition like high blood pressure, if you have kidney problems, ask your doctor before you take any kind of salt supplement. Um, I'll get to sweating badly enough, and it happened this Saturday, that the salt will start to cake. I mean, I can feel it on my legs. Sometimes you can see the white streaks on my shorts, and I'm, I'm losing electrolytes. One of the things I read is that most modern sports drinks have sufficient electrolytes that you don't need salt tablets anymore. Um, and when I was a kid, I remember playing summer league basketball. We play in Philadelphia and we play outside. Oh, heck, you know, we'd, we'd chew salt ta tablets and we'd chew uh, uh, sugar. It, was, it wasn't really sugar pills. Anyway, the, the trainers would just give them to us, but not so much anymore. Um, the difference between a salt tablet that you might buy online and these fast chews, most salt tablets have about 300 milligrams of sodium. And the fast chews have some other electrolytes in there too. I know they have potassium. Help with cramping. Okay, so I'm an extremely and weird runner. And I guess you could say it unique in a way that I my taste buds in terms of what I drink is just not really there for things because I hate most things that I drink. Uh, like, or at least that I try. Let me restate that. Um, so for me to put anything in my drinks and then have to have that as my drink for the entire run is a no go for me. As much as I would love to try those things, it's just, I, I can't, you know? Um, but the fast choose is what, um, 
drew me in because I, I'm totally okay with chewing something and eating it. They taste pretty good. Yeah, except I will say I just recently tried a new flavor. Do not do the watermelon. <laughs> oh my God, okay. it tastes like Pepto-Bismol. And I bought like a big yeah. thing of it. And I'm just like, that was the worst decision. Go with the peach and go with the lime because those Agreed. things are great. Yes, thank you. <laughs> they um, have definitely helped in ultras and marathons. They're a blessing in disguise. That's where you'd probably use them or long training runs in this heat. Allie, you had something you wanted to add? Another product that you can look into as well is um, called LMNT, and it is a sports drink as well, but it has um, 1,000 milligrams of sodium in each little packet that you put in. And for me, I, I don't eat a lot of processed food. I eat a whole food plant-based diet. And so I don't get a lot of salt in my regular diet. So um, sometimes when I do sweat a lot or I do plan to sweat a lot, I will have one of those instead of um, a liquid IV. Most of the time I just drink the liquid IV pineapple tangerine flavor, I feel like it's. <laughs> that, a, a thousand milligrams of sodium, that's a lot. It is. So we're not here. I, I will tell you that I have used these fast chews. Uh, I remember using them at last year's uh, marathon down at Disney when it got warm. Uh, they they helped me. I probably could have used them this Saturday. I ended up I ended up being a bit nauseated after the run. Most of that comes from dehydration. And while it sounds kind of funny, you're losing the water, but you're also losing electrolytes. And I think if I had had some salt shoes, it might have helped me out a little bit. Other things you can do in the heat, if you're a Galloway runner, vary your intervals. Vary your run-walk-run intervals. Shorten your run, lengthen your walk if you need to. Mostly shorten your run is better, but if you need to do that, just get just get through it. But the good news is that for a whole bunch of the country, we're almost in August, which is a hot month, but then September's right behind it, and that's when it starts cooling off throughout a lot of the country. So uh, hang in there. It's going to get better. Now, if you live down here, it's going to get better in November, maybe. <laughs> but uh, but it is, and it will, and you will notice the difference. If you put in the miles, you suffered through the heat, high humidity, you will notice a difference when the temps and the dew points start to come down. Um, let's see. Speaking of things that are coming up, wine and dine proof of time is due no later than August second if you registered for the wine and dine half and you didn't put a proof of time in at registration and a lot of us don't because we want to takes a, it takes a little while to do that you've got to put a link in proving uh, the race that you went to so it takes a little little bit of time a lot of us go back and do that later on we edit our registration and put our proofs of time in the proof of time distance, minimum distance for a half marathon is a 10K. So a 10K, a 10 miler, or a half. I think those are the only three that you can use. It must have been run between January 1st, 2019, because of COVID, it went all the way back to 19, to August 2nd, 2022. You need a time of two hours and 15 minutes are faster to submit a proof of time. Um, I don't know what that equates to in a 10K. It's a 
about an hour three, an hour four, something like that. But I don't know for sure. People ask uh, if I did a two, if I did an hour 15, 10K, should I submit my proof of time? The best answer I can give you is go ahead. I don't think it's going to hurt anything. I just don't know if it will help or not. I, I don't know. Disney uses, I'm, the speculation is that Disney uses the Macmillan pace calculator to interpolate the difference between a 10K time and a half marathon time. So anyway, proof of time, get it done by August 2nd. If you have one, get it in there, edit your registration, and we'll see you down there. Uh, speaking of stuff, springtime surprise registration is coming up August 23rd, which is less than a month away, which leads us to think that the springtime surprise themes will probably be announced very shortly which gets us back to a question we asked our listeners a while back. If you could create a theme for a run Disney weekend, what would it be? And we got a bunch of answers. So gang, let's do this. Uh, we've got the list of answers that we got from our listeners. We've broken them down. We're all going to take a couple and then tell you what our themes would be if we could invent a theme for a Disney race weekend. So who's up first? I'll start. Um, our friend Sarah had mentioned she wanted to see a Haunted Mansion ride. I would love that. I was just going to say that I love that. <laughs> Haunted Mansion is my favorite ride. I think there was a virtual with a Haunted Mansion theme at one point too. Was it? I, I think it was, it was a bunch of rides. I, I think it was... Like I remember like Space Mountain and the teacups or something like that. Mm -hmm. That was one of the summer virtual oh, series. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then Amy and I'm going to – I'm sorry. I'm going to probably pronounce this incorrectly. Ancog from the Philippines. Um, they both mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So that would be a fun one. And then Christy mentioned classic rides. So I wonder what that would be. Yeah, she didn't list any. I, I would assume it's like uh... – I don't know, Captain Nemo, things that aren't around anymore. Horizons. Uh, yeah. Or like Mr. Aww. Toad's Wild Ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That would be really I, fun. That'd be interesting. You could make a theme around that. You could get several race, races out of that, yeah. Britt had mentioned one that I think would be great, and she said Four Parks, One World, a different yeah. park theme for each race. I would so totally love this. I would do this hands down. It's like That's the cool. new Dopey. Yeah, you know? totally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. So what are Allie's, what, what is Allie's race theme, race weekend theme? So my race weekend theme would be Mickey through time. Ooh, and we would okay. have, yeah, we'd start with a 5k and that would be Steamboat, Steamboat Willie Mickey. Um, and then we would move on to the 10k, which would be the classic Mickey. Um, the one that I remember from all of like the t-shirts when I grew up in the eighties and nineties, um, and then we could go on to like late 90s Mickey, which is kind of similar to what we have going on for Marathon Weekend theme. That could be half. And then the challenge medal would be all the new Mickey styling. So, like, yeah, so that's my theme. Can, can I can I issue a hot take here? Sure. Yeah. With the new Mickey shorts, like, you know, what the whole Mickey's and Minnie's Runaway Railway theme is based <laughs> on. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not the biggest fan of it. Like when like Mickey or like Goofy gets angry, like it reminds me of like Ren and Stimpy, you know, like from <laughs> yeah. back in the, yeah. the 90s and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm like, that just doesn't seem very Disney to me. But but maybe I'm in the minority here. Oh, I, I agree with you. It. I, 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 I like the shorts, but Goofy looks drugged. Like, like, he looks high off something. I love, I love the one Donald gets mad though. I, I just, I do love them. It's, but it's very different. It's, it's very, very different. So, Jack, why don't you take the next themes? Okay, so Allison, Amy, Jen, and Joanne. I mean, I'm alongside with you guys. I absolutely love this. A Marvel theme. They yeah. had it at Disneyland. They have to have it here. I know why they can't in some ways. But I'm sure they really could if they really wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I just, if you can have Guardians here, do, yeah. do a Guardians yeah. thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. Guardians, Doctor Strange. Heck, you even have Miss Marvel now. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, they could do it. that be? Um, <laughs> Jen also mentioned, as well as Pamela and Margaret, of a Pixar theme. And uh, one of Jen's kids suggested an Inside Out with a different character for each distance. Oh, that'd be great. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if they had like the inside out at the very end with like the panel for the mind where you get to touch the panel. to change the <laughs> That would be an amazing metal Jack. Oh my, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> uh, Joanne has a toy story theme and okay. So this next one is super creative and I give you props, Sophie. You got for princess weekend, this princess, you guys, I don't know if you guys have this one, but Kida from Atlantis. Like, how epic would that be? <laughs> I wanted to dress up as Kida um, if they were going to do the run Disney princess races again in Paris. That was going to be one of my costumes. I would so be down for that princess weekend. So, you guys, I really thought about this, like, super long and hard. Like, extremely. And I was originally just going to go over one movie, but then I had an epitome today, and I just think it's so much better. Um, you, had a, you, had a, you had a what today? <laughs> an, an epitome. Is that an what it's called? Epiphany. An epiphany. Oh, my epiphany. God. Can you take that out? <laughs> <laughs> epiphany. Where do you say it? Epiphany. 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 Okay. You can keep that in because it's funny. <laughs> But, okay, so you know how for Marathon Weekend, they have, like, this 90s theme. And I think it's super epic. But what if Springtime Surprise, they drag the theme on, but instead of the classic Disney characters, you do it off of the classic 90s Disney slash Pixar movies. And so I have it for distances. So for the 5K, and I know I'm weird, and this is also one of my favorite Disney movies, and it's so underrated. So for the 5K rescuers down under yeah oh, that's I love that. that's and to have like the eagle um, on the metal with um him flying on top of the eagle with little mouse yeah mice and everything i would love that and then go to the 10k and this is where i get super detailed so the 10k will be the toy story thing but with a twist the stops are going to be the floats that disney used to use for the toy story parade at, I don't. I think it was called Disney MGM Studios at that point in time. I can't remember. I know it was sometime in the '90s that they did that. And then because Hercules, mm-hmm. you are yes. my, you are my, you are my love. That is so underrated, and I really think 
they actually had a parade in the 90s for that as well. And you can have the muse out and you can have Megara and Phil's got to be involved. I feel like that one has to be an opener metal. You know, you have like Megara and Hercules on top. You open it up and it's Phil because, you know, he really got him there. So that's what I'm just saying. And if you really feel like saying we did it, I will not judge you for that one. Because <laughs> Okay. So. Okay. Very good. Wait, what's your challenge medal? <gasps> my challenge medal. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you for asking. So my challenge medal. <laughs> Mulan had a parade as well at one point. And I think it would be a lot of fun to have those floats out with all the characters. And then you can be... What's that song? Be a man. Oh, yes. The the Donnie Osmond classic. Make a man out of you. Yeah. Thank you. Make a man out of you. Like, how epic would that be for, like, the challenge? I'm ready to to run this epic race. (laughs) Pretty cool. (laughs) Okay, Bob, you got the next ones. I'm so excited for these. Oh, I can't. I'll do it, but I can't top that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a look. Uh, Claudia suggested Maleficent. I said that right, but I kind of stumbled over it. Maleficent and other villains, which actually there was a villain's theme wine and dine last year, right gang? There was, there's so many villains though. And they're all so good. You could just go on and on and do that so many different ways. Cool. I, yeah, it's fun. It is both Christopher and Angela. And I'm a little out of my I'm a little out of my league here because I was too old to remember this, but Disney Afternoon, and they suggested the Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, yes. DuckTales, yeah. and the Rescue Rangers. I love this. I have heard Rangers. of all of these, but uh, <laughs> I, I have, in fact, heard of all of these, but I've, I'm not sure how that would go. It sounds like a good idea, though, because the reaction I'm getting <gasps> from the rest of the gang here. You know what? They just made a Rescue Rangers movie. They did. Maybe that's oh. what Springtime Surprise will be. I know. You know, it's it, what will be interesting to me. I'm going to keep this. I usually hide. Well, I don't get rid of the uh, notes, but it'll be interesting when once Springtime Surprise comes to see if anybody hit on it here. Um, let me continue on. Allie and Leslie both had the idea of changing Princess Weekend to Women of Disney, making it more inclusive. Aww. I like this. Cool. I like that. And Sabrina suggested a race weekend, or at least a race around Figment. Yeah, that's cool. very cool. I mean, uh, heck, if his, if his popcorn bucket can generate lines, oh my goodness, uh, for seven hours, imagine <laughs> oh what a medal would yeah. do. What the medal? Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, my my weekend theme. I'm kind of reaching here, but I wanted to talk about the subject is All-Star Sports Weekend based on Walt Disney's true story sports movies. And there are quite a few. Um, uh, One, The Rookie. We have The Rookie 5K. The Rookie is a Dennis Quaid movie Mm -hmm. about a high school baseball coach who said to his team, if you make the playoffs, I'll try out for the major leagues. And they made the playoffs because they found that the the Dennis Quaid character, whose name I cannot remember, the real ball player, was throwing 95-mile-an-hour pitches to the high school kids at batting practice. So and they, when they saw other high school pitchers, it was no big deal. They made the playoffs. Uh, the character tried out for the – I think it was the Seattle Mariners. And at like age 35 or 36, 
made his big league debut. That was pretty cool. Um, the We can have the greatest game ever played 10K. That's a golf movie, but it is a fantastic golf movie. It, uh, in terms of critical review, oh. it may be the best of all the movies that I'm talking about here. Shia I don't LaBeouf remember. was in that. If, okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a terrific story. Uh, and in fact, the U S open was played on that same golf course up there in Massachusetts, uh, just this very year, the same, the same golf course that Francis, we met who was this time was the name of the athlete, uh, won the U S open against a couple of guys from Britain. Uh, my, uh, half marathon would be the invincible half marathon. That's a Mark Wahlberg movie. Mm. Uh, he walks on. Yeah, he walks on. Uh, Dick Vermeil uh, takes over coaching the Philadelphia Eagles. Mark Wahlberg as a character who walks on and makes the team. Uh, Vince Papali is his name. Big time hero in Philadelphia. Oh, absolutely. Big time. Yeah, he's. You can you can tell me, Greg. I'm sure he still appears on a lot of. Uh, oh, radio. absolutely. Yeah. 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 And uh, we can have the Cool Runnings Marathon. I think most people know the Cool Runnings movie. The uh, yeah. Yeah. John Candy it. movie. Feel yeah. the so the uh, feel the ride. Come on now, I have, it's bobsled time. <laughs> I have a a big connection to that movie because my roller derby team back in the day when I played um, the Boston Massacre, we would um, <laughs> our coach would describe he would for all of the people who had never seen that movie, which was one person on our team, he would go through the entire plot of the movie, and so we made our our pre. Um, game chant the feel the rhythm feel the rhyme get on up but then we'd say it's derby time nice, nice. so for challenge medals we could have the mcfarland usa challenge this is kind of an obscure movie it's a kevin costner movie uh but he becomes the cross-country coach for a bunch of uh kids in i think it's new mexico if you're a runner this is a movie you want to add to your list to see mcfarland usa and the uh other challenge medal can be the miracle challenge medal. The story of 1984. <gasps> that US one Olympic makes me time. cry. Still, the still maybe the greatest sports story of my lifetime. Uh, it, it could have a little uh, sound clip on the back of Al Michaels going, "Do you believe in miracles?" Yes. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, I think I. I don't think this is uh, trivia. I think most people know this. Al Michaels w- is in the movie, and he and uh, it was Ken Dryden, the uh, former goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens. That was the announcing team. During the movie, they recreated the audio except for that. Yep. Correct. Yep. Because mm-hmm. no matter how hard Michaels tried, he couldn't get the same emotion in his voice that he did back in 84 in those last seconds were winding down against the Russians. So that's my all-star sports weekend. I think Alicia's up next. I am. So our friend Mandy had the idea of Disney's Disney dogs. And I had not thought of this, but I absolutely love that idea. Um, She also mentioned, as well as Nikki, Mark, and Jennifer, they all mentioned sidekicks. Um, And then Vicky and Amy um, had suggested Encanto, which I think that would be a great one for springtime surprise. Yeah, I love it so (laughs) much. And just all the costumes, every single person probably would dress up in some way. Absolutely. Um, so I had also written down um, some honorable mention sidekicks, but that's not my theme. But I'll mention some of the ones that I had written down um, for sidekicks. Mushu, Pua, Hey Hey, J. 
Jiminy Cricket, Flounder, the White Rabbit. Like Jiminy Cricket. Yes. That. Just some some ones that you don't see often. I thought those so would be is, fun. Uh, hold on, time. A Jiminy Cricket is not an honorable mention. Jiminy <laughs> is the he is the sidekick. Yes, that's true. Anybody that sings "When You Wish Upon a Star," he Very is true. not an honorable mention. Um, but my theme that I came up with um, would be the Up movie. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And my medals be would be for the five. It's going to go through the movie. So for the five K, it would be Ellie and Carl um, in their mm. little chairs. And then the next one have Russell and Kevin because I love Kevin, so I have to have Kevin on a medal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Doug will have his own medal. And then finishing with the house by the waterfall. Yeah, very you know nice. I love the challenge with that. With that. Oh, okay. What if you put a whole thing of balloons on top of Tower of Terror as you run by? That would be so epic. It always has to come back to Tower for you, Jack. Well, I was thinking oh, that's... a house. A house of some Oh, no, that's kind. cool. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah. That'd be neat. Um, so next we have Greg. All right. So to round out the list, our friend Natalie came up with a Winnie the Pooh theme of the 100 Acre Wood. Uh, so I think that could be really, really neat. I love that. Uh, this one I, I love as well. Trish said a Finding Nemo theme of Just Keep Running. <laughs> Just Keep I, I Running. Think that's, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. That's cute. Yeah. Um, Diana came up with a Wild Time and she, I believe, is incorporating both the Lion King characters and Jungle Ooh. Book. Oh, yeah. Maybe more time in Animal Kingdom for that one. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Ruth had an idea of he- uh, just a general heroes theme, which I think is really cool. Uh, Mark really went back in the archives for this one. Uh, he said, Robin Hood and Little John and I think this is clever, have been running through the forest for a long time and they deserve <laughs> yeah. a medal. So br- bravo, Mark. Yeah, yeah well done, I love well that movie. And then Sarah came up with Disney Channel original movies. So she, she's got them all laid out here. So she's got the Lizzie McGuire 5K. Yes. The Hannah Montana 10K and the High School Musical Half Marathon. So For that, all those... of this together. See, look at you. You're building the metal right now. <laughs> the Galloway Pace Groups can be just singing the songs from High School Musical. <laughs> Can I say one thing? Yes. I doubt it. I, no, I doubt it. Well, I was going to say two things, <laughs> but I kept one of them back. And I'll, I'll tell you guys later. It's really funny. But um, anyways, okay. So I have to say this one thing. So if Disney were to have an ultra, I'm going to go back to what Natalie said with the 100 acre Ooh. Oh, That's cool. Oh, I see what you yes. did there. But here's ah. the thing. If it's an ultra, you can either do it on your own or have a relay, and then you have to do the loops at Disney as if it was a marathon. All right. Yeah. That's a great idea, Jack. Thanks. Well, it's Natalie's, but I'll oh. do it. <laughs> oh, you, you, built, you built on it. Yes. Thank you. And then for my theme, and I know our good friend, uh, Laura Fry, I think would agree with me a thousand percent. We need a Muppets theme. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. So for me, I'm thinking have uh, a 5K that features Fozzie Bear 
and maybe figure out a way to like do his like bow tie or like a cream pie or or something like that. A walk a walk a walk a theme. A walk a yeah, there you go. I love it. Now, this I think you could get really imaginative with the metal. Uh, but for the 10K, I think you got to theme the Gonzo and do something with like a 3D nose sticking out of the metal. I think oh, yeah. that would be awesome. Right, right, right. Uh, clearly for Kermit, um, would be featured on the half marathon medal. You know, maybe do some type of connection to Rainbow Connection mm. and everything like that. And then for the challenge, I would do Miss Piggy because why do we run? We run for the bling. And we all know that Miss Piggy loves the bling, so uh, I think she would um, she would go on the challenge medal. You, you know what though? You can make that Muppets one very interactive for the five k. So you know how they did the scavenger hunt this last year, right? You can have the Muppets, but instead of having things you have to do and figure out, what if like you theme it after the three D attraction and have like pies thrown at you, <laughs> bubbles going at you. Water waka wakas, you know. Sweetums is dousing you with water. Yeah, exactly. That would be great. Yeah, but instead of the gospel one, go ahead. (laughs) Although, my honorable mention, though, for a challenge medal would be somehow trying to figure out how to include Stadler and Waldorf. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bolstered to the chair. You can't take them out anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to see Dr. Teeth. And the electric mayhem. Oh yeah, have like a have a instead of the gospel singers maybe at the end. There you go. Oh, there that's a riot. That's crazy. But gang, that was fun. That was fun. A lot of thought into that. That was cool, listeners. Thank you for your suggestions. Somewhere in there, I'm. I've got a feeling somewhere in there, someone's got the springtime surprise theme, or at least close to it. Yeah, I'll bet somebody does. I, I, it's not me. I just had fun because. I got to talk about Disney movies that I really like. I'm very curious what our listeners think. What is the favorite theme that you heard tonight? Either review or comment on our Instagram or anything. I'm very curious to hear what your guys' favorite themes that you heard tonight. Okay, was. cool. We yeah. will uh, we will put some threads up on Facebook and Instagram and see what kind of response we get. You better vote for Jax, though, otherwise she's going to be upset. I know it's so epic, <laughs> but there's some really good ones, though. <laughs> yeah, there were some good ones in there. I enjoyed that. That was fun. It took us a while to get to it. Uh, we had so many guests come through here that it took us a while. Jack kept bugging us about it. I so... did not. You oh, she did, too. So we... <laughs> <laughs> so we finally got it done. Um, okay, gang, let's take a look what we got coming up. Next week, we've got our physical therapist on the show, Michelle, who is Allie's physical therapist. So looking forward to talking with Michelle. I have uh, already transcribed some of the questions, and we've got that list going. But that thread is still pinned to the top of the Rise and Run Facebook page if you want to ask a question for Michelle. She's also a five-time Boston Marathon runner, and and she's also um, a two-time Ironman athlete as well too yeah that's very impressive I, yeah there's a lot of things to talk to michelle about maybe we can talk to her about salt tablets see what she knows <laughs> i'm sure um, she would know oh i think she would too i think she'd give a better answer than i did but that's cool um a week after that matt marcella matt marcella from team run disney the facebook group uh also i've been looking matt's got some really neat 
interactive like he's got the disney bot and he also is the fellow who has the twitter page feed site anyway he's got the twitter program that i just got a uh, tweet i think it was earlier today and it said princess Mar- princess half marathon is open now it's probably closed since then but that's a pretty useful uh, piece of tech there that matt's come up with so it'd be interesting to talk to matt a uh, week after that, Jalangi, not your average runner. And we've got some more things. We also want to talk about our 50th episode. That'll be a big deal for us coming up at the end of September. We want to make that an Ask Us Anything episode. As I said last week, you can ask us anything you want because we don't have to answer. So, <laughs> uh, And I will set up a Facebook post, but what we would like you to do, if you could, is to send us an audio or video file so you can actually play you asking your questions on the podcast, and then we can respond to them. Now, you can email them to us, and I'm going to give you my email right now. We do have a group email, but we're not sure it's set up yet. So right now you could email them to bob at riseandrunpodcast.com. Or, of course, you can attach them as a message to the Rise and Run Pod Instagram site in one of those two ways. So we're looking forward to getting those questions from you. We got a whole bunch of things that we're working on for episode 50. Uh, Most of it's still in the planning, so stay tuned. We'll see if we can get some more things going on. We've got a special guest with us tonight. We love doing this. It's just expanding the Rise and Run podcast community. We're happy that these folks will take the time to come talk with us. Greg, why don't you tell us who we're talking to tonight? So now we're joined by a special guest who I discovered, and this was years ago. You know, obviously we all go out on these long training runs and, you know, before there was the Rise and Run podcast, you know, I would listen to other podcasts, and one of my favorites uh, is WDW Radio with Lou Mangello. And you know, I would listen to the back catalog of, of all these episodes, and he would always have this one very frequent guest outside of little, little Timmy Foster, and that was our next guest. Uh, we would love to welcome Lisa, the Castle Runner, to the Rise and Run podcast. Lisa, welcome. Quite an intro. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm very excited to be with you. I was thought you were leading into talking about Becky Menken, but I'm very glad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you know, you are, you know, a massive influence in not only the Run Disney community, but also just the Walt Disney World community as well, too. And I remember, you know, in listening to, you know, your backstory on on Lou's podcast, you have this real fascinating tale of what I like to dub like moving to the magic. Um, So, you know, tell us about your story about, you know, what drew you to live six minutes from, you know, the magic kingdom and how does run Disney all um, encompass and, and tie into that? So that was a very well-worded question because it is all of those pieces kind of and how they fit together. I'll try to tell it as quick as I can. Um, but, you know, if you know me, if you've heard my backstory before, bear with me. Um, but, you know, I grew up going to Disney, wasn't crazy obsessed. We'd go on a family vacation. I'd come home and go on with my life and we enjoyed it, but it wasn't like 
oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with Mickey Mouse when I was a little girl. Um, but I did love it. And I do have a lot of like very nostalgic family memories of being here as a little girl. And then as an adult, you know, I got married and had a family and I had this career in big law on Wall Street. Um, and my father became ill. Um, I'm an only child. My father became ill and he had leukemia. And um, not to bring down the room, but, you know, it was an awful, awful year, um, a little less than a year before we lost him. And kind of to deal with that time, I started running. And it just sort of became my therapy during this really, really awful time in my life. I'd always been really into fitness, but I hadn't really been a huge, like, runner. I would, like, complain about running the mile in gym class and you know, <laughs> dramatically heave afterwards. Um, yeah. So definitely was not a runner growing up. But it just, as an adult, it became this, like, safe haven and this, like, form of meditation for me where I could kind of process my thoughts in a place where I wasn't sitting still. And that was a little easier at that time. Um, so after we lost my dad, I did keep running and we also started coming back to Disney and it became, it, something just clicked. It was this first trip back to Disney about six months after we had lost my dad. My mom and I were just doing this like get out of Dodge trip to get away from everything that we've been dealing with during that time. And it was the very first time I had come down with my husband and my family. And I remember just like standing out on the boardwalk. I've told the story so many times, but I remember standing out on the boardwalk that first night and just something in the air. It was like that perfect, like Columbus day weekend, like room temperature with a breeze out on the boardwalk with the street performers. It wasn't about like Mickey Mouse or Space Mountain. There was just like something about the energy of being here that kind of clicked. Um, and it became my place very quickly after that. And to tie in the run Disney, again, this is a big story, but to tie in the run Disney, um, a couple of years after losing my dad, um, on, the, on the second anniversary of losing my dad was the Princess Half Marathon of 2016. And I ran that race just to kind of show the universe that I was still kicking um, and fell in love with run Disney and everything just sort of came together because running had been this big part of my life and Disney had been this big part of my life and it all just kind of had gelled together. Um, and the rest is history. Um, I ended up walking away from the big law job that I mentioned. And we came down here. You said six minutes to Magic Kingdom. That is literally true. Um, I'm 1.2 miles as the crow flies from Cinderella Castle and a six-minute drive to the Contemporary. Um, you do have to make that annoying U-turn. <laughs> <laughs> when that doubles your, when that U-turn doubles your trip to the Magic Kingdom, you know you live pretty close. <laughs> you don't ever see Cinderella driving into work or anything, you know, pumpkin or anything. No, they keep her in the utilidors. I think. Uh, <laughs> okay. We try not to have the cast members walking in the front gate. <laughs> so, what are the other things that you know? Obviously, I, I know you've curated you know lots of different adventures for yourself. You know, whether you know whether it's through Instagram or your your candle company that you know that, that we'll chat about uh, in a little bit. But I know the one thing that you're really focused on, I remember after hearing you on WDW radio, one of the first places that I went to was the castle run. And you have a lot of awesome resources on there again about all facets of, you know, running and, and Disney world and everything like that. Um, and I think Je there was a question, Jack, you wanted to ask about her blog. In the castle runner, you do a lot of resort running guides and we were just wondering how did the blog get started and for what, is your favorite running route at Walt Disney World? So two super di different questions. I'll try to address both. So the blog is really sort of, there's there's a running section, there's a Disney section, there's just sort of a life section, and they all obviously overlap because we're all whole real people. And I was just sort of sort of putting my, my, my areas in buckets for people to consume more readily. But the blog is honestly just 
my crazy ride with my family through this time of walking away from big law and like writing this life that speaks to us from scratch. And that's the nature of the blog. So whether I'm talking about running or losing my my cat or, you know, the, oh. what I ate at Food and Wine Festival two years ago, it's all just kind of there and it's real life. And it just happens to be happening a little over a mile from the castle. Um, so that's the blog. The blog is just taking you on this crazy ride of life, which just happens to be happening a mile from the castle. Um, and then, of course, I try to serve the community in any way that I can and the the running and run Disney community. And one of the things I have access to is these running trails and being able to map out sort of good running paths and whatever resort that you're staying at. And as far as what my favorite one is, I think probably that boardwalk loop. I mean, there's nothing quite like that early morning boardwalk loop, sort of you you go around the Epcot resorts and then you can cut past the Swan and Dolphin to Hollywood Studios. Um, if you want to add more mileage, you can kind of bop around the parking lot over there. So it is a good place to get some mileage in. But I love boardwalk. We own all of our DVC there. I told you guys that a little snippet of that story about our first visit down there and being on the boardwalk. So that's kind of my heart resort. And so that run is is amazing. I love now that they have, you can't do the full circle now, but you can do a lot of the Magic Kingdom resorts. Like you can start yes. now and actually run all the way if you're willing to run past security um, to the contemporary and back again. Um, so I that's tried really that. Too. That's a really fun loop too. Here's where I knew we'd get along, Lisa. One of the first times I dropped into your blog, you've got a bunch of playlists, right? I now, <laughs> I'm an older guy. I go to your Cosmic Rewind playlist. I go, I know all these songs. <laughs> That's great. Because <laughs> these guys here will put a playlist up and I'll go, don't know it, don't know it, don't know it. I, I, may have, I may have heard them, but I don't recognize the title in the group anymore. But Cosmic Rewind, you nailed it, young lady. Thank you for that one. I appreciate it. Thank you. I love that playlist. The playlists have become this funny thing. So if you do read the blog or if you don't read the blog or follow me on Instagram or anywhere else, I'll, I try on most Mondays, especially during training season, to put out new music playlists. And sometimes they're about building your confidence. Sometimes they're about just like what's going to make you go the fastest for a PR. And sometimes it's like Cosmic Rewind Guardians themed or yeah. old school country music or like club music that I used to listen to in the 90s. Or, <laughs> so or classical, this, classical music. There's a, I love running to classical is wild. So I try to like do different things. I know for me, like music is such a big part of my run and like how successful my runs are. Like sometimes you just want to run 20 miles with a book on tape, but like if you really want to get, get some speed in for me, it's all about the music that's playing. So I started sharing out playlists a while back and it's crazy. Like how many people reach out to me saying that they initially found me these days on Spotify. <laughs> And then made their way over to me on Instagram or the blog. I don't quite understand how that works still, but it's been this funny way to build the build the community. And really, like the music you listen to on your run is like such a personal thing that it is a cool way to connect with people. Yeah, that um, is I'm glad super that you cool. enjoyed Cosmic Rewind, and there is plenty of old old stuff Thank on you. there that you would probably also enjoy. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. You know, so going back to the comment that you just made about Spotify, you know. I think that's actually a really good tool in, in terms of like, you know, reaching an audience and, you know, and generating ideas because I'll, I'll share a personal story, you know, running my first goofy last year, I was trying to find, like, I, I have my own run Disney mix, you know, that I've created myself, but you know, when I'm scroll up to the top of the computer and it says, okay, you have 
two hours and 14 minutes worth of music, I'm like, that's not going to be enough to get me through a marathon. <laughs> so I remember I, you know, went to your account and found some of your playlist. And then I also went to your friend, uh, Michael does Disney. And I know because he put together a massive playlist and it was just so neat to be able to, you know, find these people in the community who have generated these playlists and then match them together to make one mega playlist. And those things helped me so much in my training and through the race. So to you and Michael, thank you so much for doing that. And we'll make sure in this week's show notes to put a link to your Spotify page. So, and then obviously, you know, again, everything's in the blog uh, too. So we'll make sure to, to link that for, uh, for everybody. Yeah. I actually, it's funny that we're talking about this now because I just today finally got up a blog post that is a guide to all of the existing playlists in one place. Um, oh, perfect. So you, you, can, you can link that if that works or, or whatever is easier for you. And I'll certainly let Michael know that you appreciate him as well. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you briefly, ever so briefly mentioned audiobooks. And for me, I usually listen to podcasts, but I'm curious, what is your go-to audiobook for long runs? So I don't have a single because I'm generally trying to listen to new stuff. I mean, the only audiobooks that I listen to, like again and again, are the Harry Potters. Yes, um, I did certainly. Well, I've done that. Yep. Jim Dale's Harry Potter is like next level. He's, yeah. I mean, we all know how phenomenal he was, and how, so yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna just go to a go-to, I do own all of the Harry Potters on Audible, and you can even like tweak it to go a little faster than the. Exactly right. right. <laughs> That's my go-to. I mean, I, I do, I have like, um, I don't know if you have a Libby account or the Libby app on your phone, but it's, it, I lets, do. You, it lets you connect to the library, like your local libraries. Um, and you can, you might, sometimes you have to wait for the book, like you do at the library, but you can get audio and like books for your Kindle on there. So I'll usually like try to grab an audio book or something through that. Cause they're, they can be a little, little pricey. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, yeah, you're right. Good idea. Just wanted to go back to your blog for a second, you know, and talk about those running guides because, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on was, I mean, obviously, you know, we're in the throngs of, you know, summer vacation and obviously marathon weekend training has started. Wine and dine weekend, you know, training has started. And, you know, if you're on vacation, I mean, sure, you're on vacation and yes, you're at Walt Disney World. You're going to put a lot of miles, you know, on your feet and everything like that. And I just knew that these guides were going to be so, so helpful in terms of, okay, you know, if I'm staying at, you know, Caribbean Beach or the Riviera, now, you know, I have a very detailed route as to where to go. Say there's someone who needs to get in some mega mileage and they don't want to be like our friend Joe and do, and do 26 laps around Hourglass Lake you know, as a local to the area, what are some of your favorite places to run in the greater Orlando area that are, you know, nice and picturesque, maybe shady, you know, in case you need to get those extended miles outside of, you know, the small loops you get at Disney World? So before I give you my full answer, my proper answer, I will say that just sort of immediate to Disney, if you don't feel like getting in the car and going very far, like around Disney Springs, you can kind of go out to a road that has, um, that has a sidewalk, 535. Like I will actually run from my house um, down what's called 535 and turn into where Disney Springs is. And that's like a, that's like seven or eight miles out and you can kind of loop around in there. So if you're starting at Disney Springs, you really can get some mileage in without getting in a car and leaving property. Um, that being said, hands down, the best place to run around here is the West Orange Trail. I don't know if you guys have ever been out there. Uh -oh. I have not. 
I will look it up. So the West Orange Trail is a 20-mile fully paved. It's got stations along the way. There's water fountains. There's bathrooms. There's a couple of the stations have places where you can even rent a bike or pick up some supplies. The water fountains all have little teeny water fountains for your dog. Um, and it's all, it's not all perfectly shaded, but it is sort of, it does go through, um, you know, wooded areas that it, it's all well paved and very well lit and very safe. But um, in my opinion, it's, it, it's, it's, it's pretty public, but also pretty well removed. So you can, it's about a 25 or so minute drive from Disney. The best place to go is downtown Winter Garden, which is a really cute area. Mm-hmm. With a lot yeah. of cute little restaurants and shops and stuff. Um, that's maybe 20, 25 minutes north of um, where I live and where Magic Kingdom is. It's a very straight shot. You can just put it in your Garmin and you can park on that road. It actually goes right through the town of downtown Winter Garden. Um, and you can go one way or another. It's about seven or eight miles in either direction. So for really, really long runs, like you can't beat that. Is that part of the rails trail system or is it separate? I mean, there are a lot of wonderful trails. I'm in Florida also. There are a lot of wonderful trails and some of them are part of the rail trail. I don't know if that's Yeah, I believe it is. I know it connects to, um, I forget what the name, it connects on either end to other trails. So it is a part of the bigger system. I forget what the name of the trail that it connects to on the north end or the northwest end is, but I went too far once, (laughs) suffice to say, Uh and I definitely didn't feel quite as safe. It was a little bit Mm. more sort of Mm biker-ish, like there weren't many people on foot. um, And I can be a little paranoid when I'm out on the road, so... That wasn't my favorite thing, but the West Orange Trail is in itself very, very safe. And like I said, if you go to downtown Winter Garden, it's like seven or eight miles in either direction. Neat. Wonderful system. We're lucky to have them here in Florida. Yeah, it's amazing like that they've kept that path clear because it goes straight through like the towns. It goes straight through neighborhoods, picturesque neighborhoods, but you are just running right by houses in certain parts. And it's very clear that they have very much kept that space sacred and, and untouched so that we, we have it. So I'm very grateful for it. So I actually find it really funny because I think me and you run the same way to get to, well, a similar way to get to um, Disney Springs because I run from my apartment. It's only like a three mile run until I get to the entrance of, you know, Disney and then to get through Disney Springs and whatnot. Um, But I'm still relatively new here. I'm so excited about the new trail that you just mentioned because I'm trying to find something longer than five miles, ideally. Um, I'm curious, is there any hills? (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, not really. No, the West Orange Trail is, I, I mean, if you're looking for hills, I might go out to like Lake Mineola um, okay. in Claremont, which is a beautiful area. It's actually, if you saw the post about my recent PR, it was actually the Lake Mineola Half Marathon, um, which is where I learned just how hilly that is. <laughs> if you're looking for some hill work, um, that's a great spot. I know there's like a clay loop out in the Claremont area that people run on as well that I can look up the information on. I've not been there myself. But I know that's popular as well. Um, but if you're looking for hills, I think that like the the trail around Lake Mineola might be a good spot. Oh, thank you. And if you're not looking for hills, everywhere else in Florida. Is- oh no, <laughs> I'm right. definitely looking go. for hills. Don't there worry, I'm looking go. for hills. <laughs> Speaking of that race, that was actually one that I, I wanted to to chat with you about because I, I remember you know a few weeks or months back, you know, you were posting about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. You knocked. 24 minutes off of your your half pr that's astonishing oh my god what did you do different in your pr than that right um you know what what do you attribute to your you know your training and your preparation that that helped you that helped you achieve that so 
I mean, I was just all in last training season. I think I just had enough like the rest of us of like the situation with not being in the races and not having uh-huh. running in our lives in the same way. Um, and I actually did, um, I did my own version of Hal Higdon's Dopey Challenge training program where yeah. I did Hal's program. I call him Hal, like we know each other. I did Hal Higdon's program, <laughs> um, but I was so jealous of all of my friends who were getting to start their training programs. This is how crazy I am in July that we're doing Galloway that I was right. like, Oh, I'll do Higdon, but I'll like build them out to, to July. So yeah. Higdon's program starts in September, but I built it out to July and I just did it tooth and nail. Like it was, it had me in this really great mental place. I was just feeling better than I ever had before. I was um, feeling fitter than I ever had before. I was working yoga in and trying to, um, you know, make sure that my hips were staying loose and all that important stuff that you're supposed to do when you're running. Um, and I also, um, so, so anyway, so at the end of that training season, because I always say if you PR a Disney race, you did it wrong because <laughs> good point. Oh, absolutely. You're, yep. for, you're not paying right. to PR, you're paying to enjoy the track. So at the end of this crazy Disney race season, I was like, you know what? I want to find out kind of where I'm at now because I knew I was much, much stronger than I had been going in. Um, and so I found this random half marathon that just happened to be taking place. Like I got, I think I got an email that was like, it's fast and flat and in two weeks. And I was like, sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I registered for it knowing absolutely nothing, which is such. That's a Jack move. I was going to say you was... and Jack could get along. <laughs> I was going to yep. say that. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a blessing that I had done no research because I don't think I really would. I don't think I would have registered. First of all, like I said, it, the thing was not flat. It was like, I mean, there were parts where you were trekking up these hills and there'd be people on bikes <laughs> like, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it was tiny, like tiny, tiny. There were parts of it where like I was looking in front of me and behind me and like there might have been like one guy oh, um, okay. that was also doing the race. And there was like one point where I looked back and like that guy was back there and there was nobody else. And I wasn't quite sure where we were supposed to go. <laughs> it was it was, um, it was was the kind of race I would have been a little bit intimidated about going in knowing more. But lucky for me, I went in blind and I um, wore the Vaporfly, which I don't normally race in because I figured why not? I was so nervous about wearing the Vaporfly. It was like everything about that race felt like a chess move. Um, But anyway, I I wore the Vaporfly, sent my husband with my Hoka. I was like, if I call you in an emergency, you just bring me the Hoka. (laughs) 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 Hoka Um, Anyway, but it all worked out well. And yeah, the, the, grand finale was that um i shaved 24 minutes off my prior pr so that's insane that's that awesome, awesome. That was very so impressive. congratulations really, really excited to see what this season brings because i'm going into it almost as strong as i finished the last season i think so we'll see we'll see how things go wow that's amazing um you had mentioned doing dopey before um do you have any advice for first time dopey dopiers <laughs> Don't be participants. Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, you could talk forever about dopey advice, but I think the biggest thing is just recognizing that it's going to be about the exhaustion and like balancing the demands of being here, quote unquote, on vacation, if you are traveling here, um, as it is going to be about getting through the races themselves, because you're waking, it's, it's, you know, you're not only are you running close to 50 miles. I mean, we all know it's more than 50 at the end of the day, you're running, you know, 50 or so miles over the course of the four days, but you're also waking up at around two o'clock in the morning on every single one of those days. And if you're here on vacation, you're probably going back to a family who wants to go out in the parks and it is good to walk and not sit still after the races, but um, you're hurting as much from exhaustion and sort of 
exhaustion driven dehydration and all those other things um, by the end of the race as you are from the mileage. So make sure your family knows that you're going to need rest. Make sure you know you're going to need rest. Go into the Absolutely. trip realistic. This is not going to be a regular Disney vacation or you're going to hurt a lot <laughs> when uh-huh. it's over. So I think just know yourself, make sure your family understands what you're undertaking over the course of that weekend and that they're going to be able to support you to get the rest that you need. How many dopeys have you done, Lisa? Five. Cool. Very cool. Amazing. Yeah. So doing the next one and I'm so excited for the the anniversary one that's coming up. I think the we're going to be coming up with some really fun costumes and for, for the 90s theme. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, since you are a dopey expert and you've done dopey five times, what's one thing that on the first dopey that you didn't do that like in subsequent dopeys, you're like, I wish I had done this starting from dopey number one. Like what's the, what's, what's the inside tip? Um, train. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's no, a good I'm one. kidding. I've never gone into a dopey untrained, but I don't think in the beginning I I trained quite as much as I did. Ap- ap- I heard a lot after the first one. I think I learned quite 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 what, how big it was. But I think it just goes back again to the rest, the rest and hydrating and fueling yourself well and making sure that like your family knows what to expect going in. Um, you know, your your fingers are probably going to look like sausages by the end of doping, no matter how perfectly you hydrate and salt intake and all that good stuff. But kind of know in advance how your body's going to respond to it. Try to do a dopey simulation at least once, maybe in December, where oh, you're yes. doing similar mileage over the course of four days. Um, most of the challenge training programs will build that in. Um, and just kind of figure out, like, pay attention to how your body's responding to the exhaustion and the dehydration mm-hmm. and the salt and, like, what the things are that your body needs to be replacing over the course of those four days so that you can go into dopey not blind on that front either. Is there something that you bring with you that you, like, always – that's very helpful for rehydrating or resting or, um, like, foam rolling or anything like that? So, I mean, I have a half dozen tools that I can rattle off really quick that yeah. are my big, my big tools. So for, fuel, for sure, I, we want to hear them. So for fuel, I use Tailwind. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my go-to. It's really easy on your gut. It's got the salt. It's very sort of simple and clean. Um, I've messed with a lot of other things. I basically use that now. Um, aftershocks, now they're called shocks um, mm-hmm. for, for your headphones because when you're, when you're actually at a Disney race, they're great because you're still experiencing everything around you. They're not blocking your ear. And when you're training, it's a lot safer because you're not being, you don't have anything in your ears. So like if you're on the road or something, you know, if something's coming up behind you. Um, so there's that. My hoka are my shoes that I love to death. Me I too. Heard. So I, we're, I I just got the um, Bandai 8 uh, last mm-hmm. week and I just did my yeah, first one. Yeah, that just came today. out. I'm so what excited. What color did you get? I got the blue. <laughs> it's like blue with a little the hint of orange. They're really pretty. They're way prettier. Really than pretty. That. They're a little bit less like bulky looking <laughs> than the previous Bondi. Yeah. Yeah. So those are good. In gingy socks, which are the um, toe socks. Um, I've never had blister issues and I figure I'm not going to rock the boat. So I stick with those. I think that's it. Gooder sunglasses and UFOs for recovery. Yeah. Or after. Yeah, the UFOs flip flops for recovery. I think that's my short list. If I forgot anything, I'll come back to it. But I think Good that's list. my short list. Good yeah. list. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm going to shift gears. Have you been to the Food and Wine Festival yet? I have. I've been a few times. I so figured I you on, would. <laughs> I was counting I on, on that. The, yeah, I went on the first day um, to gather information. I always take pictures of all the menu boards for everybody. Um, so I did that and did some eating on the first day. And I've been a couple of other times since. And then this past Saturday, they had a media event, actually. 
So I was there snacking my way around the world again and doing all the nice. things. So yeah, there's a lot of new stuff this year that's really, really good. Cool. What's noteworthy? I mean, that's one of my favorite times. Uh, I, I love that festival. What's noteworthy? What What do I have to get? The the new fry station, the fry basket. Oh, donut wow. So good. It's so good. It's right by Test Track where they had that donut one. Yes, donut yes, yes, stand. yes. So where they had like the weird donuts and the Fruit Loop shake and stuff. It's I that know what food. you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a fry booth now. So they have yucca fries, which are really, really yes. good. They have those at Nomad Lounge and some other places on property. And it's a very like hearty fry. They're really good. But they have a fry flight, which is to die for. It's um, it's uh, it's like a vinegar fry. That's like something you get on the boardwalk at the beach. And then there's like an aioli and bacon fry. And then there's a sweet potato that's a sweet fry at the end. And it's it's so good. And I can I think it's really, really going to be good Like as we get into the fall, especially like the far end of the flight that's a little richer. I can well, also it. sounds like the perfect thing to eat in case you're feeling queasy getting off of Guardians of the Galaxy. So I, I think that was a perfect placement for them this year. A lot year. of carbs. <laughs> Yeah, Alicia, did you have that? Well you're very right. <laughs> I had the the yucca fries, and they were super good. The yucca fries, um, yeah, yeah. But my favorite is the Brussels sprouts. Did you have the Brussels sprouts? The buffalo. The Brussels, Brussels sprouts, sprouts at the yeah. um, brew, whatever yep. they're calling it, the brew place. Yeah, they were really, really good. Um, I love the Brussels sprouts. I think they had those last year too. They were really good. And then the wings. Um, there was a PB and J wing that is really, what? really good. And then there's one that's um, like a jerk dry dry rub. Those are my two favorites. But yeah, the PB&J wings, it's a really mild peanut butter, almost like a like a t- peanut, like a Thai peanut sauce level peanut. Yeah, okay, right. I mean, it doesn't taste Thai, but it's like that level. No, no, I know what you're saying. It's, yeah, it's that smooth consistency. I got you. And then they use like the jelly is almost like a, it all kind of goes together. It's not like here's the jelly and here's the peanut butter. On it's a like wing, the, huh? The, the jelly is like the level of like a glaze. So it's like a sweet glaze. It's so good. And it's got crushed peanuts on top. It's really good. Oh. I'm not driving over tomorrow, but I'm mighty tempted. <laughs> I'm about 90 minutes away, but uh, I'll get there. I'm, I'm going to get there sooner than I thought I was now, thanks to that. Um, yeah, there, there's some really good stuff this year. That's a yeah, that's a great festival. Of course, it takes up half the year now. It's crazy. Uh, it used to be that we had like this long gap, and now they've stretched Flowering Garden out. And um, yeah, I mean, no complaints. You no, know, there's, there's, like, there's more either. than thirty. There's more than thirty booths at Food and Wine this year, so I'm going to need until mid-November to. Is is everything those. open now? I know last year they had some closed and they didn't open until October or something like that. Yeah, so there's a few booths. There's a mac and cheese booth, Coastal Eats, and I think Hawaii. I think that's the only three that are, and there might be one other. I think the Noodle booth also is not going to be open until um, August fifteenth. And last year, there were some that were supposed to open later, and they actually opened them earlier. And from what I've heard, it's going to be August 15th. So it's not that late in the game, but I think there's those four booths that we'll get back. Um, and that noodle booth was really – the noodle booth was really popular last year. And then there's a Spam Musubi at the Hawaii booth this year that I'm excited yeah, to try. That's, that's pretty – I've had that. That's pretty good. Um, somehow I missed the Belgian waffles last year because they didn't, didn't open in time. But I'll make up for it. I, I read it, I don't, and I don't remember the number, but there's like 23 days out of the year now that there are no festivals going on. Some, it's something like that, three weeks. So you can pretty much count on them, which is okay by me. Like you yeah, said, no complaints. Are, you know, no complaints. Exactly. I understand the business end of it, but I don't, I don't mind it as a, as a customer. No. <laughs> good, good stuff. Good stuff. 
we talked a little bit about how you have a a company and um i see you know you can't see this on the podcast but there's a lot of candles behind you and fragrances and so i wanted to ask you a little bit about core memory candles yeah so um core memory is just this thing that i kind of stumbled into i've always been into like scent and the power of scent and bringing smells into my home in nostalgic ways um and i always there are other sort of disney so core memory is a it's a candle company and we also have wax melts and oils and there's a line of body products that are in the pipeline and, and going to be launching very, very soon. Um, so I'll say that right now. Um, but yeah, Core Memory is is that. It's a, it's a line of products that are sort of inspired by the sense of Walt Disney World, whether it's the lobby of the contemporary or flying over the sands of PG on Soren or Flight of Power. Oh, Pop I love that one. You know, obviously, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, we all have those like smells of Walt Disney World that... Um, that bring us home. And so I've always loved that that was a thing, but I didn't personally find anything on the market that was what I wanted in my house because I tend to like to bring Disney into my house in really sort of subtle ways. There's no like primary colors and Mickey Mouse in my house. It's sort of like patent sketches of doom buggies and watercolors of the boardwalk and that kind of thing. So it's sort of like my secret that it's Disney and I kind of like it that way. <laughs> Um, and so when I wanted the scents, I didn't want like these brightly colored candles and tins with bright stickers on them and stuff. So, and it's just me, that's just my personal preference. So it wasn't on the market and, you know, long story short, I ended up sort of making some up myself to see what would happen. And they went over really well. And three years later, I've got this huge candle company. So, so um, I've kind of leaned into that and just enjoyed it for what it's worth. And it's just this fun little pet project where, it's an awesome way to connect with my community and provide something for them. And there's like a cool design element to it and a writing element and a photography element and all these sort of things that I like to dabble in. So it's been this awesome pet project that's sort of grown on its own. One of the things I really like about the scents is that they're not, they're, they're not like, like overdone Yankee candle type of scents. They are, they, they feel like actual like Disney scents. Um, so I, I don't know how to say it. They're they're a little bit more. They might be a little bit dirtier than another candle, and they you really get in there and you really go there with some of the scents. Um, and I don't know. I just love that. I love that about them. Like the pirate scent, um, I was able to smell, and it smells like pirates, which is a little weird of a smell. <laughs> but I love it. It's always a trick, right, to like bring it into your home in a way that doesn't like. I mean, pirates stinks. Like pirates in real life, yeah. not a. <laughs> smell like we all love it and that's kind of like why it's such it's like the one that always comes up because everybody can like walk into the lobby of like the Riviera and talk about how beautiful it right. smells but like if you like the smell of Pirates of the Caribbean like you're my people <laughs> so like we can all agree that like you know Flight of Passage smells lovely but like if you can enjoy like the land pavilion or like Pirates of the Caribbean's water then like that's my community so that's kind of why it's such a powerful thing, I think, because we love this thing that doesn't necessarily smell perfect. There is sort of an art to turning that into something you would want to burn in your home without bastardizing the smell. Um, but yeah, I think, um, again, like to each their own and all the companies that are out there are great and have communities that that love them. But like for me, I wanted it to be a little bit I didn't want my pirates candle necessarily to smell like a beach. I wanted it to smell like pirates. Um, right. Okay. So, um, you know, like I said, such was the birth of the candle company and it's 
you know, a few years later, it's, it's kind of become its own thing of its own accord. And I'm just riding that wave along with everything else. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you made it something really special. And I think that's what people appreciate about it is that you are a Disney fan. And you really you went there with your candles. And I really like that. <laughs> And that's kind of the idea. And if you've ever ordered from me, like, you know, if you if you haven't ordered from me, like the it's it's not just like a pretty vessel. It comes like packaged in a box with a label and like a, a note from me about why the scent is so special. And I kind of try to honor it in general um, because I know like for me, if I'm bringing that into my home, it's because it's really meaningful to me. And so like ordering a candle from a company and like having a FedEx envelope tossed at my doorstep two weeks later wasn't quite what I was looking for. Um, and so... Again, like it's just everything about the scent and how it's delivered to your home and all those good things tries to like honor the fact that like you're buying it and bringing it into your home because it is so important to you. This conversation has inspired me. Uh, so Lisa, I want to collaborate with you between the Rise and Run podcast, Core Memory Candles. Let, let's combine forces here and we come up with the first ever run Disney candle. And I have the perfect scent that I know would cause Bob to buy the entire stock. I think we should work on a candle that smells like the plastic cheese yeah, that you, you get go. inside of the run box. So, <laughs> so, so ne- next time we see you at, at wine and dine, l- l- let's get together and, and start collaborating uh, oh, yeah. on, on that scent. I was afraid you were going to suggest the entry into magic kingdoms. Uh, not into oh, no, 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 no. So I thought you were going to suggest the water treatment plant outside of Animal Kingdom. So I'm delighted. With no, the no. Stuff. But, you know, Run Disney, if you are listening to this, though, you did a, a wonderful job of putting the smell machines uh, near the, the, the plant. But the problem is I only smelled it once we were leaving and never smelled it entering. So if we could shift those up a little bit on the course, I think we would all greatly appreciate that. <laughs> Lisa, could you tell us some of your favorite scents of the candles that you've created? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously they're all my babies and it's hard for me to choose a favorite because I I wouldn't make a smell that I didn't like. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, over the course of the year, as much as I say we can all agree that the Lobby of Riviera smells good, it's because the Lobby of Riviera smells really, really good. Um, And it's not overly feminine. It's just a sort of beautiful scent that suits all seasons and is really great for this hot weather down here. So my Riviera candle, which is my best-selling scent, um, is probably also the one that I reach for the most. That being said, when it comes closer to the holidays, I love Winter Lodge, which is the smell of um, Wilderness Lodge during the holidays. Um, and a lot of my a lot of my baked good scents, I don't know if you guys have tried any of those, but warm pretzel dough um, and tavern cinnamon roll and sugar churro, for example, literally smell like those things are baking in your home. Yeah, the cinnamon roll one is awesome. Yeah, a lot of people hear that like a baked good scent and they like are turned off by the idea of it. And I understand why, because a lot of them don't go very well in practice, but in my humble opinion, it literally smells like you're baking. I gained like too much weight, Lisa. <laughs> I started burning. <laughs> Actually, they say that smelling something will satisfy the the desire to eat it. I'll give and it a try. So there are some people who will like smell little vials of things when they're on diet. Yeah. So there you go. Carry I've heard of that. <laughs> I'm curious. How many cents do you sell? 35. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Well, that's so that seems reasonable. There's 35 cents. Um it's always growing. Um, there's certainly lots that are always being suggested that I haven't gotten to yet or been able to develop yet. But yeah, it's, you know, from resort lobbies to snacks to attractions, like you can imagine, there's just so many different things. I've got Dole Whip and I've got churros and I've got, 
you know, after the rain and, you know, it's, it's <laughs> the afternoon storm is actually a beautiful scent that I have. That's very true to the way that Florida smells after a rainstorm because you get that like earth and foliage that kind of lifts up and, you know, like when the steam is like coming off, off the pavement after, after rain. So my afternoon storm scent is, is meant to capture that. And that's really popular too. I've had people cry when they open that one up. That sounds um, amazing. They said it smells like it, one, one woman wrote to me and she said her daughter opened it and started to cry. She said, it doesn't smell like rain. It smells like rain on vacation, um, which I thought was Aww. really beautiful. Yeah. And then, of course, there's classics like pirates, and there's uh, I have one called Fall of Rome, which is the scent of the Burning <laughs> Library of Alexandria. Yes, yes. totally. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot there that aren't necessarily like uh, smells that you would love unless how about you're that? again our people. <laughs> and I love the names that you've given them too, because they're not just like this one's you know this one's pirates. It's got uh, I forget it's got Castillo, Castillo del Moro. Oh yeah, yeah of it's course. Yes. Building it. Um, yeah, so they all have like their their roots. Like Pioneer Hall is Hoopty Doo, and looking behind me at all of them, Ganachery is um, you know, Ganachery, and they all have their they all have their names. But again, it's it's all sort of in that same idea of like I like to bring Disney into my home in kind of quieter ways. And like if somebody walked into my house, they don't have to know that I, I'm a Mickey Mouse person. They might just think, oh, your house uh -huh. smells really good or really interesting. <laughs> um, and, you know, if you walk in and you know what it is, then I kind of know we're on the same page. I love that this has all brought you to this place, like your story from beginning to end that you've just told us. Um, and hopefully into the future, there's more that happens too. And um we can follow along with it, but I just, I just love this story. It's really cool. And you're doing something that you love to do. And I love that for you. It's a wild ride. It's not, I swear, it's not any easier than by a long shot than Big Law was. Like this, I am writing this story myself and I don't know some days whether I'm on the right page or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, no, but I'll you get know it. what? My kids are happy and I feel like I'm living my life to the fullest that I can each day. And you know, what more can you do? So oh, that's it. it certainly isn't the end. I don't know quite where it's going, but you know, I'm along for the ride and we'll see where it goes. That's it. If you can do that, you are a lucky person. I think that's terrific. Well, I think we're about to wrap up here, but we have a tradition. Not sure if you've heard this before. We have a tradition when we finish, we have Allie's rapid fire questions. Oh, I'm so bad at these. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm bad at saying them too. I'm the so. worst at choosing like the one anything, but okay, I'm ready. Okay, well, here we go. Um, so, you know, we talked about your fragrance company. What's your favorite Disney smell? Now, this could be a fragrance that you've made or one that just sends you that you haven't been able to quite like bottle yet. So, I mean, it's hard to pick just one favorite Disney smell, but the place my head went first when you asked me the question was Spaceship Earth. And I think it's just like when I would be here on vacation and like traveling through that, it would be like one of those places where I could be like, all right, be present in this moment, be present in this moment. And like it's, I associate that smell with like being here um, and like the quieter, it's always the quieter moments. It's not the big things. It's always the quieter moments. So that's my answer. Spaceship Earth. What is your favorite time of year, season, festival, holiday, et cetera, to go to Disney? So I'm lucky enough to live here, so I don't have to choose that way. <laughs> My favorite time to be here is, I mean, it's got to be the holidays, right? I mean, and, and right around the holidays, not like November 1st, but like right around the holidays when it's a little bit cooler out. You can take the 
transportation to the different resorts and see all the trees and the gingerbread houses and everything smells good and like the festival of holidays is going and candlelight processional and the castle yeah, and it's very um, magic obviously dopey's like right on the heels of that which is right at the end of all the, the the decor and everything being up so yeah holidays at disney you can't beat all right what is your favorite race distance it's tough um and probably a half marathon i guess i mean anything shorter than that is kind of over before you know it started. Um, and a full is is lovely, but a half is fun. A half is like a half you don't wake up in the morning dreading it, but it's like enough of a distance that you feel like you you did enough to not do anything else for the rest mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah, that, that's oh, that's yeah. the correct correct. That was the correct answer. Very good. <laughs> um, and then my last question is uh what this is a hard one. What is your favorite temporary flavor of Dole Whip? So one that isn't around all the time. Does lime count now or is that around too much? <laughs> It's around a lot, but it is still technically not a Dole Whip flavor. It makes so a good margarita. I'm going to say the lime <laughs> margarita at the poly. Okay. okay, cool. That's a good answer. That's a perfect answer. Thank you so much. That was great. You did great. Nah, you did good. See, no, I, I agree with Allie. You did an excellent job with those. You had nothing to fret about. So job well done. Uh, but I think we're going to tie a bow in this interview. Obviously, you know, we've mentioned the blog. We've mentioned your Instagram page, uh, you know, Core Memory Candles. Is there anything else that you want to plug? And, and again, we'll make sure to you know, link everything on their show notes. If you want to reach me, you can find me over at Instagram at The Castle Runner. Um, there's a contact form over at The Castle Run on the blog. That's where the shop is as well. Um, and I'm on Facebook. You can find me at my name or at The Castle Run Community. So, yeah, no plugs, but plenty of ways to find me if you want to reach me. Perfect. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. It was awesome. Thanks, guys. All righty. That means it's time to move forward to the race report. Okay, gang, let's take a look. Uh, last week, actually on Thursday, Karen had a run on Thursday. Uh, I am calling it now the hot summer night 8-3K in Rochester, New York. It was, it was scheduled to be an 8K, but it was so daggum hot for that hot summer night run that they decided that discretion would be the better part of valor. They cut it short by 3K. They ran a 5K. Good for you. That's plenty on a hot night. Uh, I told you our buddy uh, Mandy would kick butt at the damn half marathon. That's D-A-M, like the Beavers build. Greg, you don't need to uh, click the explicit button this week. In uh, Grand Rapids, Ohio, and she did. Mandy won the master's division, first female in the master's division, and finished second female overall. Mandy does a great job. That was on Sunday. On Saturday, in what may be, at this point in the year, the best-named race we've talked about, the Skunk Ape 30K in Dade City, Florida. Laura ran that one, and Laura is in tonight's race report spotlight. Hiya, Laura. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. I love these things. I'm having so much fun with them. Laura, I always start by asking folks general questions. Uh, how'd you get started in running? And how'd you get started with Run Disney? Uh, so how I got started with running was actually through Run Disney. Uh, back when I lived in Massachusetts, I found out that they did races through Disney World, and I was never a runner, but that was enough to kind of get me to learn to run. Um, So that was my gateway into running. And from there, it's just taken off. I've learned to do 
regular runs outside of Disney as well as trail running. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. So many of us, I think that story is mighty familiar. Uh, I've yet to talk to anybody who said, oh, I was a collegiate runner. I, I mean, we have them. I know we do. Uh, Mandy's one of them, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's neat. It's especially familiar for me because I grew up in Massachusetts and I also ran run Disney for my first time as well. So you could be telling my story. Oh, that's awesome. What part of Massachusetts? Um, like Lowell, Chelmsford area. Oh, cool. Okay. I was from Attleboro. So hop, skip and a jump away from Lowell. Yeah, everywhere in New England is. <laughs> everywhere in New England is an hour away from everywhere else. <laughs> that's, that's pretty true. I, I lived there from 85 to 88. Is that right? I don't know. I lived there sometime. Sometime before y'all were born. So I lived up at, uh, I was in the Army. I was at Fort Devens, Massachusetts, in right outside the small city of Air, about 30 miles west of Boston. But let's move on. This Hey, the Skunk Ape 30K. What's up with that name? Is there a story behind that? So the skunk ape is apparently like Bigfoot, um, but he is known to roam the Green Swamp, which is where this race takes place in Dade City, Florida. Um, I did not see him on my run, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I was really hoping to see you know, something, some sort of creature out there. Um, but although I didn't see him, I saw plenty of other creatures. So needless to you say, did. I think I got my fill. <laughs> What else did you see then? Um, at first, I thought they were fireflies. Uh, this race takes place at night. So uh, with your headlight and things like that, you'll see things kind of sparkle while you're running. And I thought that they were fireflies until some wonderful runner pointed out they are spiders and the Ooh. eyes are looking back <laughs> at you. <laughs> oh, man, you're gutsier than me. I had to turn and run the other way. Good yeah, so I... That kind of changed my mindset as to, you know, oh, how nice and magical this run is. <laughs> it, it made me a little bit nervous. Um, and then the luckily, the one thing that I didn't see, but other runners have seen, uh, at the end of this race, the surprise twist is you have to cross a river to get to the finish line. The river pretty much was up to like my shorts, uh, you know, so thigh level. And I luckily, I didn't look for gators. I no. ran as fast as I could. Um, but some of the other runners who did the race and who have done the race in the past have seen gators. Oh, so, my. Yeah, that definitely was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, that's serious business. Yeah. Down, down in Florida, if it's fresh water, you just assume there are gators in it, period. Yep. So, uh, again... That was, was this your first trail run, Laura? Uh, this was my second trail run. Um, so a bit different from the first trail run that I did. Uh, my first was attempting an ultra marathon up in Inverness, Florida with Whispering Pines. Um, quick tidbit, that is a free race that happens oh. every year. So if anyone ever wants to go out and attempt half marathon, full marathon, ultra distance, that's a great one to start with because there really is no pressure. Um, that being said, I went out and I tried and I did not accomplish my goal of hitting 30 miles for that race. So this was kind of my redemption trail run of I'm going to go out, I'm going to run it and I'm going to finish it. It was slow as a turtle, but I finished and that's, that's what matters. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Now we were talking before we started recording, you told me no medals for this one, which is a shame because I was looking to see what the skunk ape medal looked like, <laughs> but, uh, 
That's correct. So no, uh, no medals for this race. It was a very hometown local race. Um, this is put on people who genuinely just care about the running community. And that can be seen in the community of runners that ran this race. Uh, people knew the moment I pulled up that I didn't know what I was doing and that, you know, <laughs> I was nervous. Um, so five or six runners immediately pulled me into a circle and talked me through um, how the race goes and introduced themselves and offered to run with me, which was extremely helpful. Um, but that's what kind of run this is. It's not about, uh, there were a few people who went out for um, a PR and, you know, you had the elite runners finish this race in under two hours. Um, wow. But the wow. majority of runners were just community. They were there for a good night and that's exactly what they did. It is a community. I, I think that's terrific. Good story. I, I, that's why I hang around the runners, especially the Run Disney community. I, I love it. I love the, the feeling that we all have, that we're all in it together. Uh, what runs do you have coming up, Laura? Uh, so in November, I have three back-to-back -back half marathons. I have the um, Florida Legends up in kind of Samford area. The week after that is the Space Coast Half Marathon South Course which is always a blast. It's a party. I'll see you there. I'm looking forward to it. It's always a good race. I'll be the tall old guy. <laughs> and then uh, the week after that is the OUC Hometown Half, which takes place here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it runs right by my house. So the first year that I saw them go by, I was like, I'm going to do that next year. Um, so I ran it back in 2021, and I'm going to run it again in 2022. I hear good things about that one well run. It's another amazing race. Um, Track Shack puts on really good and well-supported races. And that one was my favorite. They had so much course support and so many volunteers to cheer you on throughout the course. And I think that's what made it one of my top races. Nice. Nice. I, I don't think I'm going to add that one to my list, but uh, maybe next year. Uh, any runs at Disney coming up, Laura? The Walt Disney World Full Marathon is going to be my next oh, okay. Disney race. Uh, and we will all see you there. All of the Rise and Run crew gang will see you there. Can't wait. All right. Uh, again, I have so much fun with these. I really enjoy them. Laura, thanks for taking the time, but you know what's up now, right? I do. Time You do. It's time for Allie's rapid fire questions. Go. Okay. All right. In honor of us both being from Massachusetts, I'm going to do this in my best North Shore Boston accent. All right. <laughs> all right. You ready, kid? Yes. Dude, pickle juice or salt tabs on a run? Pickle juice. Oh, hot take. Uh, do you wear a costume or do you prefer to wear like Under Armour or whatever? Uh, costume. Okay. <laughs> and the rides at Disney are wicked awesome. Do you have a favorite ride at Disney? Space Mountain. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. All right. Awesome. <laughs> good Thanks. Good job. Good job. Uh, I didn't understand a word, but that was, I'll play it back in slow motion. Though. <laughs> uh, well, Laura, thank you for joining us on the Race Report Spotlight. We had a blast. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to join you. I love your podcast, and I can't wait to hear all of the other um, items that you have to talk about. Laura, thanks for taking the time. It's always fun. Reminder, if you want to be in the Race Report, join us on our Rise and Run Facebook page. And let us know what races you're doing in the file that is linked, pinned to the top of that page. 
Let's take a look at next week, July 30th, the Run to Home Base 5K in Boston, Massachusetts. Justin is doing that one, and Justin will be in the spotlight next week, so he'll be here with us. That's an interesting-looking race. I'm sure he's going to be excited to tell us about it. It finishes in Fenway Park. Boo. Uh, How dare you? <laughs> that's that's a cool thing. I mean, uh, if you're just a baseball fan, that's yes, yes. But as as a Yankees fan, though, I, I have to I have to boo the Red Sox. So. I, oh, I, boo! Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I do kind of get that. Okay, but uh, this yeah, is what be, divides oh. us. We finally found the thing. <laughs> <laughs> we finally found it. Congratulations, Allie. <laughs> it's funny because I I was just thinking it'd be a neat thing to end in. Uh, Wrigley or Yankee Stadium or someplace like that. So that's neat. That's neat. I look forward to hearing Justin tell us about that. Also on Saturday, Jen is running the Indiana Women's Trail Half Marathon in Indianapolis. On Sunday in the Netherlands, Erica, along with her husband, are running the Rotterdam Half Marathon. I'd like to see pictures of that one. That sounds really nice. And the Summer Sizzler 10K in Naperville, Illinois. Mark's doing that one. And that's all we got for next week. Hey, it's July. July and August are not exactly hot. Uh, well, they are hot, but they're not exactly big times for runs. So the fact that we got four or five, I appreciate you guys putting those in there. I started a Strava club, but even though I started it, uh, I'm not sure how it worked. <laughs> Anybody, Allie, I, how does it work? I joined it. I just recently joined it. So if you um, if you go into Strava and you look under um, the clubs and you just type in Rise and Run, it should pop right up. And there's a few of us on there right now. I am not in the lead right now for this month's. I, I don't think Alicia is either, but I think she's close. I think, I think she's second right now. So if you want to join in and maybe put some miles in and we can – all run together and we can give each other kudos. I want to figure out how to do this. Am I already on it? Do I, I don't know what I do sometimes. <laughs> no, you got you to gotta log into Strava and look it up and just enter. I, it doesn't require any approval. So if you, if you get in there, you'll be in the club and you yeah. can see the results for the week. So very cool. So that's going on. Uh, John's not here with us to share any new reviews. So we'll leave that until next week which means it's about time to say goodnight. And so, my friends, and if you run, you are our friends. Until we meet again, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer. <laughs>